Hey, thanks for listening to Unleashing Kingdom Voices. Join me or a guest as we unlock some secrets to AI, to personal development, to finding your voice. Join us now as we help you unleash your voice. You are listening to the Kingdom Mentor Podcast. So are you interested in finding that true voice in all your authenticity to speak online or on those stages? Well, grab a cup of coffee or tea and join me or a guest for empowering words as we unpack truth to set your voice free to speak. So it's the Kingdom Mentor Podcast and we are going live. Usually when I do these podcasts, I'm in here, I won't say in my PJs, but definitely in my sweat bottoms and, you know, hunkered down and talking to you, but we're going to go live. Sorry about the, the radio on me has to have these headsets on as I'm also recording into my digital audio workstation. So if you would enjoy me, this is what it'd be like. One, two, three computers, two um, separate screens cup of coffee. This is water. I've had my coffee. And this is like enjoy tea in her apartment room because this is for my cat who may decide to in, to uh, join us. So I think I might be doing something. I might be reading your diary entry. And you're thinking, girl, how could you be reading my diary? Let's try this out. Let me see if this isn't sound like something like maybe from you. I don't have it memorized. So if I have to look down, just apologize for that. So check this out. Lean in. Kingdom into podcast. We're going getting real. We're getting up in your face. I like getting up in your face with good things. Okay, here we go. Listen in. You can close your eyes if you want. If you're driving, please don't. This is a diary entry. And it just may be yours. Today was a mixture of inspiration and frustration. I found a new video by my favorite teacher that spoke right to my heart, filling me with a renewed sense of purpose. She talked about authenticity and the courage to speak one's truth, something I've been struggling with for so long. I spent some time working on my dream, my online business, my startup, but I felt like I was on a treadmill going nowhere. The more I tried to connect with my audience, the more I felt lost. Then there there was the technical aspects of the internet. Still feel a little overwhelming there. And sometimes I just feel like a fraud. Am I really meant to speak my message? Am I good enough? Is this dream real? Can I really connect with others? My family has been so supportive for the most part. There is a friction with my husband as he does not seem to see the way I do And sometimes balancing being a wife, a mom, and pursuing my dreams is a challenge, kind of lonely at times. I look at my children and I see the future. I'm fighting for this, my future, my legacy. I believe God is destined for me. Okay, I'm getting a little dramatic on your diary entry. But there are times when doubt creeps in and I feel exhausted. Your diary continues. I picked up the Bible again, looking for some encouragement. It helps, yes, greatly helps. But how do I bridge this gap? Knowing the real change needs to come from within. How do I bridge that gap between the now and the not yet? I'm just really struggling. I wish I had someone patient enough to guide me. Someone who understands the fears and the aspirations I have. 
Someone who will tell me I'm not crazy about what I believe deep down is the lane I should be going on. Someone who, who will say, who said that? You can't make money from your dreams and your passions. Who said that? A little dramatic there on that one. So tonight, as I lay in bed, my mind drifts to the connections and people I so want to touch and encourage. And I even see stages. I dream of standing on, speaking with confidence and authenticity. I see the faces of those I can inspire, the lives I can touch, whether on a stage or even online. Your diary ends. I see the faces of those I can inspire, the lives I can touch. I know in my heart that God wants me to speak, to share my truth. But the path seems impossible. I pray for courage and guidance. I hold on to my values, honesty, authenticity, family, God, and truth. They are the compass that directs me. Let's add peace in there. I'll continue to work hard and strive to be real. I won't give up on my dreams. In faith and hope, signed your name. So am I speaking to you? Am I speaking like that is, if I could, if that was a diary entry, how did Teresa get in and read my diary? I say that all the time when people read my mind or read my, you know, read, what do you call it? Read my book. But I think there's a purpose for that. And just this one little podcast, I want to talk to you about the pressure you may feel. You know, the days when you do feel worn down amidst the battles of finding your authentic voice and going forward, you know, so often, it's like you can get assaulted by your belief system, which doesn't line up with the promises of God. You know, my biggest one was that I'm working on going on 120 days. I'm not good enough. So if I think I'm not good enough, then I've got to learn another plan. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. Am I giving my clients a good enough service? And it's just not a fun place. Or maybe you're in this place. This, this hits me too. The imposter syndrome, where I think I have to continue to prove myself. The imposter syndrome, where I wonder what other people will think. And are they thinking I'm fake? So I better take just yet another course. <laughs> yet another course and stuff it down and not get any action out of it. There's such thing as a Colby score. And it's not a personality. It's your instincts. And I, I rank real high in the first one, which is called Fact Finder. I'm like a seven and then an execution. I'm kind of low. So I was gently instructed that I don't need another course. <laughs> you know, I mean, I always was taking a course. Can you relate to me? Instead of putting into action what my desire is. Can I drink some water, my coffee? So grab a cup of coffee. Let's talk about this. The imposter syndrome is where I left off. Sometimes that really shows up and you really, you don't think you're good enough and you, you're like freaking brilliant. Am I talking to anyone? You are like freaking brilliant. You do not need that other, you don't need that PhD. You don't need that doctorate. Yeah, it's great to have that next to your name, but maybe you just need to be like a, as my therapist, my dear friend says, like get on the bicycle and start pedaling. Okay, we're talking about pressure. Okay. So I want you to know, though, amidst all this, the battles of, of just going forward and finding your voice, that there are many others who face these internal struggles, as I'm sharing some of mine. I want you to know, though, you're not alone in your own journey. In your journey, you can discover something 
and this is what I've discovered. It's called the power of pressing into heaven. Another way of saying it, like, let's say you you got a prayer for a friend and you, instead of getting down and burdened, you put that pressure in the heavenlies. You literally, in your mind, push that pressure in the heavenlies. It doesn't mean you don't ignore and don't work, but you're trying to work from a mindset that says, hey, I can do this. I'm resolute in following what God's telling me to do, what God's telling you to do. Can I touch on that? I've been journaling for years. And then it was like this. I would be journaling and reading the word and I'd get an idea. And I'm like, oh, push that away. I'm having my quiet time with God. I can't think about that. I'm going to go back to reading. And then that idea comes back in. Bill Johnson from Reading really freed me up. He said, you're you're spending time with your friend, Jesus. You're spending time with the almighty God. Maybe he's giving you that idea. Maybe he's like, I'd always get marketing ideas. Maybe he's giving you that idea why you spend time with him. He says, what I do is on another note, I'll just, okay, I need to speak with Joe tomorrow or, oh, I need to write that down, but that's cool. Or sometimes I'm like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, just a sec. Let me go into my Evernote and write that down. So be resolute. That's like the number one key is this is your time. So start it off with hearing from the one who probably gave you the dream in the first place. Probably gave you the dream in the first place. And I really believe when he gives you a dream, gives you a purpose, he more than gives you grace to walk in there, to walk in that purpose. I'm smiling. Those of you who don't hear me, I'm just looking at the camera and smiling because that's my like pause to say, do you hear me? So I really believe this is your time, friend. Your season is shifting. Can I can I declare that for you? Your season is shifting. You faced the fire. You stood on the front lines of your own battles. And maybe you feel the effects of those spiritual warfare around you, but you're going to press forward. Can I give you three tips that you can take away? Just three basic tips. Take away. Number one, stay in the vineyard. The vineyard. Stay in the vineyard. John 15. He's the vine dresser. You get to be part of the branch, cling to the vine. The vine dresser does all the work. The vine grows and you're just attached to the vine. So as you grow, the vine grows, Jesus grows as he is in the world. So are you. Stay in the vineyard knowing you're designed. You're designed in your very DNA to win these battles. Number two. Climb out of the pit with praise and thanksgiving and stand tall. You matter. When you climb out of the pit, I always think of Psalm 103, where it says, he redeems my life from the pit. Let me think about that. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and never forget his benefits, who pardons all my iniquities, who heals all my diseases, and who redeems my life from the pit. I knew I had to quote that to get that out of the pit with praise and thanksgiving and just a little break in this particular episode hey i want to point you to teresacroft.com my heart is to serve you to see you truly find your voice so check it out now teresacroft.com you'll get a chance to get a free report also check out the tab vision you get a heart behind this podcast 
All right, let's jump back into the episode. This, can I take a left turn and share something about climbing out of the pit with something I've learned? Powerful. Climb out of the pit with an expectancy mode. It's a mindset. I can't tell you scientifically exactly if I had Alana on, she'd tell you. But this is one thing. Alana is my friend who's been a digging deep and is my therapist, a certified neurocycle facilitator. But this is one of the most powerful things I learned. So climbing out of the pit with an expectancy mindset, what does that mean? It means you go forward and you expect people lined up for what you have. You expect the provision to come. You expect what you want. The Even if you don't have evidence around you, you expect. And how do you expect from the foundation of Thanksgiving? Jesus had to feed 5,000. It was given five loaves of bread. Look at the expectancy in action. What did he do? He broke the bread and he, for our sake, he lifted it up to his father and thanked him for the bread. And then, boom, he fed 5,000. He had an expectancy mindset. Or like Sarah. Now, after Sarah was done laughing at God, look at her expectancy mindset that she had because she laughed. But then there was a turn of her mindset into an expectancy mindset. But listen to this. Hebrews 11, verse 11 in the Passion Translation. She, her faith first embraced God's miracle working power. So she's like, that's a mindset. I'm going to thank God for his miracle working power, even though she was barren, even though she was past childbearing. But then let's this, her faith rested in the authority of the one who promised and she tapped into his faithfulness. If that is an expectancy, I don't know what is. Like I'm barren, I'm past, I don't see any evidence, but I'm going to cling to God. I'm going to expect him to move. And my expecting is coming from the authority of the one who made the promise. I don't know about you, but that gets me totally excited, really thrilled. And then there's Abraham, the husband of Sarah. I should have talked to him first, but, you know, God told him he would have children as high, you know, as many as the stars in the sky. And he looked up the sky and looked at his frail, barren woman. But you know what what Abraham did? Romans 4, verse 4, he called those things as not as though they were. Now, that's some ways to climb out of the pit, friend. Yeah, keep the thanksgiving and praise going, but use a little mindset. Get some help. It's okay to get help. And number, what number am I on? One, two, three. Number three is check out Ephesians 1 and take massive notes. Excuse me, Ephesians 1 and 2. This will be an identity shore up for you. Read it. I challenge you. Read it 30 days, Ephesians 1 and 2, and write down everything that it says about you, that you're chosen, that you belong with God, that you're in God, that he's called you out of darkness into light. I don't know if that's in that verse, but that's what I'm thinking of. Ephesians 1 and 2. I always told my, my members of the Kingdom Mentor Academy years ago that I had I always said, man, you guys, let's have a d- identity check. Come on. Let's let's go over Ephesians 1 and 2. Let's let's get out our note cards, or for me now, <laughs> post-it notes. Let's start saying who we are that has nothing in it. This is mine. Is that one? Yeah. Your ad- identity in God is by divine design. You're in my office, so I'm going to splatter you with some. This is my, my one of my best best declarations. 
serve the person you once were. My husband's death is not my identity, but I do. My heart is to serve the person I once was in the midst of marriage that was tough at times, many times, and in the midst of the last eight months being horrific. From third degree burns, October to February, the next year, diagnosis of cancer, dropping everything, feeling so lonely. But now, months later, or over a year later, I want to serve the person I once was. Part of that will be a very, how do I say this? A very severe, deep place. But I want to make sure that I speak from a healed place, a whole place, and not a wounded place. So Ephesians 2. And then the last thing I want you to do is make a declaration. I am seated with Christ. I am seated with Christ. I do not let the pressure of the battle stop my destiny. I am a victor. I love saying declarations before a vine dresser word pours out of me. There's something about repeating who you are in him that helps that shift, that mental shift, that helps you walk away from the pressures. The pressures still may be there, but you're walking above them and not letting them tumble you on you. When in the past, when I would feel pressure and depression, I would go to bed and take a nap. <laughs> you could tell how I was doing. I mean, not a nap to rest. It was like, I can't stand what's going on. So I'm going to smother myself in sleep and I'm just going to nap all day. Now I know when to take a nap and it's not that kind of nap. <laughs> all right. So I'll, I actually have a piece of a vine dresser word for you. Wow, I wasn't really thinking that, but can I share that? You're saying, boo, vine dresser. I haven't been around enough to talk about vine dresser. You may be new because I'm doing this live. Vine dresser is just something the way I got out of the pit to find my voice again. A number of years ago, I got let go of a job that I really loved and I felt like I lost it. I was already writing these words before I got the job, but I so poured myself into this job. My husband did say, Teresa, you've lost your voice. So after they, the publisher replaced me, I went back to writing words. And when I say listen to the vine dresser, it was mostly just for me. I mean, I would, I would just like, okay, I'm going through this. I need, what's the declaration? And talk to me, Jesus. And I would write down what he said. Sometimes I'd share him. Sometimes I wouldn't. Obviously, I've shared him more because I got three devotionals on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. I'm going to read part of the vine dresser. But before I do, I want you to know that you can go over to TeresaCroft.com and receive a free resource that might help you. It also leads to a 30-minute call with me to be able to talk to you and see if we can't find your authentic voice, find the lane you're meant to be in. Because I really believe, I know I'm supposed to read the vine dresser. I really believe if I'm talking to you and you've hung on this long, that you're meant to speak online. And I believe there are some stages saved for you to speak. We got to get our act together. We got to get our mindset together. We got to get that expectancy mindset going. We got to get on the bike and ride. We got to get whole before we get on the bike. Listen to the vine dresser. You abide in an intimate position with me. In the heavenlies, you live powerfully as you trust my explosive propensity flowing in and through you. You are my conquering warrior, my much-loved daughter. It is who you are in the vine. This is just a short part of it. I believe in you, friend. 
I believe in you. Victory is on the other side of this battle. Together, we'll embrace your unique voice and you'll speak with authority and authenticity. You can join me as your voice coach, as your mentor, as we go forward in the vine. Jesus isn't saying that. That was not. That was finished. <laughs> join Teresa. No, I'm sorry. That was silly. Sorry. Not sorry. Thank you. So I want to end with uh, a verse. Proverbs 17, verse 3. We'll just wrap this up. In the same way that gold and silver are refined by fire, the Lord purifies your heart by the tests and trials of life. So it's okay to have that journey, journal entry, that diary. Keep writing in your diary. Keep expressing. Because I really believe from my uh, perspective of 12, 13, maybe 15 years of journaling every day. Oftentimes, as I'm journaling and laying it out, God rises up either through scripture or either through a call from a friend at the right time. Those were rare, but at the right time, God met me right where I was. And I believe God will meet you right where you are. So appreciate you listening to this edition of the Kingdom Mentor Podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Will you write a review? Not for a pat on the back, but for this can spread to more people. Better yet, not better yet, share it on Facebook, take a picture, tag me, and I'll tag you. Just a way to share a message. And it's really a big favor to me. So thank you so much. And you know it. I really do love you. And I'm going to encourage you. What am I going to encourage you? Yeah. Carry on, soldier carry on. Thanks so much for listening to this edition of the Kingdom Mentor Podcast. Hey, would you do me a favor? Share with a friend. Better yet, write a review. If you'd like more information, please check out TeresaCroft.com. I am Teresa, and I'll talk to you in the next edition of the Kingdom Mentor Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to Unleashing Kingdom Voices podcast. We hope today's episode has inspired you to embrace and amplify your unique voice. For more insights, resources, and information about our courses, AI tools, and our incredible guests, visit TeresaCroft.com.